Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Doctrine Matters podcast. I am so happy that you have tuned in. This is a podcast that is part of the Christian Community Podcast. So if you are interested in more content like this, some biblical content, head on over to the Christian Podcast community and listen to all sorts of podcasts, all sorts of material, and uh, you will get all of your podcast needs fulfilled there at the Christian Podcast community. I'm sure of it. Now, for today's episode, uh, some of you may be wondering what in the world am I going to be talking about when I'm talking about Lazarus and Pride Month. As many of you know, that the month of June is considered Pride Month in our culture, and I believe this is the only culture. This is the the United States of America is really the only people that uh, celebrate what we call Pride Month, and what that simply is is the LGBTQ plus community really ramps up who they are and really pushes this all-inclusive narrative, and that is one of the things that is just shoved down the throats of Americans is that we should be all-inclusive, loving, and tolerant of the LGBTQ folks and their agenda, and with that, there are many churches in America that push this message and this agenda right along with the rest of the world right along with the rest of the culture, I should say. So we have churches right here in America pushing the LGBTQ agenda as if the Bible doesn't speak against that. Now, this episode is going to really show you uh, some of the progressive teachings that are coming out of churches like this and how they rip the Bible out of context and really just do a horrible job expounding on the scriptures. And it's really going to show how eisegesis or teaching themselves into a text or ripping the context of a passage of Scripture and using it to fit their narrative is really running rampant in our world today. So we need to be people that take the Word of God, read the Word of God, study the Word of God, and hear and understand what God is saying, not what we want the Bible to say or what we want God to say. So really the big push from LGBTQ people, and uh, and if you don't know what LGBTQ means, I don't either. It just seems like the, 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 the letters keep growing, but it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and the list goes on and on. Things that, that, that the Bible calls sin are, are celebrated in LGBTQ+. So uh, that's where, where I'm really finding things frustrating is that many churches that claim to be believers, pastors that claim to be Christians— are promoting sinfulness. Now, if you are familiar with Apologia Radio with Jeff Durbin and, and, and the folks there, you may have seen him recently talk about this. Uh, and I'm going to show you if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube uh, and you're listening, uh, I'm going to show you uh, a pastor, and he has got a huge TikTok. I don't know how many followers he has. I don't do the TikTok thing, but uh, I have pulled up this video for you to see. And if you're listening, you can hear it. Uh, but this is the progressive teaching when it comes to the LGBTQ plus agenda, especially as it comes out of the church. 
Sadly, there are many churches and pastors and Christians, so-called Christians, let me put that in quotation marks, that would agree with everything this man is about to say. But he is about to take the story of Lazarus, who was sick. Jesus could have healed him at one time. He didn't heal him of his sickness. Jesus goes away. He gets word that Lazarus is dead. He weeps. Lazarus is a friend of Jesus. We have to understand that Jesus is is fully God, fully man. So the humanity of Jesus has friendships, and Lazarus was one of his friends. He weeps over the death of Lazarus, but then in his divinity, he calls Lazarus out of the tomb. I think he'd been in the tomb dead for four days at this point, and this was really driving home the point that Jesus is the Son of God. This was a miracle that shows that there is life in Christ, that he is the one that can raise from the dead, and and soon he would be raised from the dead himself. But what we're going to see in this progressive teaching is that pastor, quote-unquote, or or let me say, quote-unquote, Reverend Brandon Robertson, huge TikTok guy, progressive uh, Christian thinking, he is saying that Jesus is calling Lazarus out as in coming out as gay. And he believes that is what Jesus is saying to every LGBTQ person. Um, if you're watching, let's let's take a look at this. And if you're listening, you can just listen along here. Did you know that Jesus helped his friend come out? In John chapter 11, verse 43, this is what it says. Jesus called out in a loud voice saying, Lazarus, come out. You see, Lazarus was locked up in a cold, dark tomb, wrapped in burial cloths, left for dead. That's exactly what so many Christians and so many churches do to LGBT people. They wrap us up and bind us up and tell us that we need to keep our identity, our true self locked away. But Jesus, upon seeing Lazarus in this state, he says, Lazarus, come out. Step into the light. Take off the cloth. Be who you are. Come alive. I believe that this is what Jesus is speaking to every LGBT person. Come out of the tomb of shame. Take off the chains that have bound you up. Step into the glory of who God made you to be, fearfully and wonderfully made, just as you are. You are beloved of God. All right, so there's that. Um, That is something that is totally wrong. It is ripping the scriptures apart. It is really not doing any justice to the Bible at all. It's it's really degrading Jesus and, and making him someone he's not and making what he said something that it isn't. Yes, in the book of John, in chapter 11, verse 43, we do read the words, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. But let's be clear here. He is not telling Lazarus to come out and be who he wants to be, be who he was created to be, be who he he thinks he is, be gay. He is not saying for Lazarus, by the way, it's Lazarus, not Lazarus, as as a Reverend Brandon kept referring to him as Lazarus. It's not that, it's Lazarus. But he is not telling Lazarus to come out and be gay. Uh, he's telling Lazarus to come out because I am the son of God who has just raised you from the dead. You come out of that tomb. You give God glory with your life. He is uh, putting his 
divinity on full display for everybody that's around, for Lazarus himself, for Mary and Martha that are there, for all of those that may be watching, and then all of those that heard that Lazarus, Lazarus, I almost did it myself, Lazarus has died. They're going to see him, and they're going to hear the story that Jesus raised him from the dead. He didn't raise him from the dead to tell him to come out and be gay, to be trans, to be whatever. We know that the, the, the first thing that we should be doing, we are created to give God glory and enjoy him forever, not be gay and be who we want to be. Being homosexual is a sin. Now, I don't want to rail on the LGBTQ community in such a way that might come across that I am hateful, that I hate them, or in some way just uh, think they're disgusting or anything like that. That is not what I'm getting at here because I care about those that are in this situation, in this uh caught up in this sin, just as I am anybody that's caught up in alcoholism, that's caught up in some sort of uh, sexual immorality, just as I am someone that is caught up in any sin. I'm concerned and I love the people in the LGBTQ community enough to tell them that Jesus is not telling Lazarus to come out and be gay, and he's not calling you out to be gay either. This is Nothing more and nothing less than Jesus's divinity being put on display with one of the final miracles before he heads to the cross. This is to prove and to show that he is the son of God. There is nothing gay about this text. There is nothing gay about Lazarus being wrapped up in a tomb and being told to come out. Now, many of the people that uh, if you've uh, been around this uh, community or this, uh, even not even if you're a part of it, you've heard people say they have come out of the closet. So that is kind of what uh, Reverend Brandon here was referring to is Lazarus came out of the proverbial closet. In this case, it was a tomb. So when we think about the word of God, we have to take the word of God and see what God has said, not what we want it to. Well, not what we think it should say. Yes, Jesus said, come out. But that is taking this out of context when you put it in this progressive way of thinking. We have to understand that this teaching is out there. This teaching is out there in many different ways, on many different levels. And people are hearing this, and they're agreeing with it because we live in the most biblical, illiterate place in the world, I feel like. We have so many Bibles in our homes, so many Bibles in our backpacks, so many Bibles in our cars, yet we don't read and study them. We take somebody else's word for it, including a progressive Christian's view on John chapter 11 and the raising of Lazarus. A lot of people will latch on to that and they'll say, oh, yes, that is so good. We should love all LGBTQ people and accept them. And I would say this as Christians, as believers, we love them so much that we tell them the truth that the wrath of God is coming, that they will stand before judgment. And if they don't repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, they will receive the full wrath of God for all of eternity. We don't say that in a hateful way. We say that in a loving way because we don't want to see anybody perish. We don't want to know that anybody has died and gone to hell. We want to teach and tell people the truth of God's word, not let them hear it from someone else and believe every single word that somebody else says. As a matter of fact, we are told to test the spirits. We test the spirits by aligning everything that we hear, everything that we see with the word of God. I believe this is why we have gotten in such a mess in our culture and in our time is because uh, we don't test the spirits. We just take people's word for it. That's why we see the prosperity gospel. 
this false gospel running rampant in our culture. That's why we see many people being hoodwinked into thinking they're healed when they're not. That's why we see these progressive churches becoming more and more because people are taking other people's word for it. We can't take anybody else's word for the, the things of God any longer. Not even your own pastor. You may be in one of the most biblical churches in America, and your pastor may be one of the most biblical guys in the world. But every Sunday, every Lord's Day, when he teaches, you should measure what he teaches against the word of God. You should make sure that he is proclaiming, thus saith the Lord, not this is what I think it should say or this is what I want it to say. Even the most biblical pastors in the world should be tested against the word of God. But we live in this culture that doesn't want to do that. Why? Because it takes work. It takes effort. Many people see the Bible as boring. And if, if the and, and I will agree, there are parts that are just kind of boring when you get into genealogies and, and numbers and, and, and all sorts of things like that. It, it can get a little, um, we can get bogged down in that. It, it, it can become kind of monotonous. But we must not see the Bible in its totality as boring. We, if we are believers, should have a desire to study the Bible. We should look into the Word of God, and we should get comfort from the Word of God. We should get truth, number one, because it is truth. The truth of God's Word is the Scriptures, the Bible that we have in our homes and in our backpacks and in our cars. Uh, we have it in, in print form, digital form, all of these things. But we, we need to take the time to read it, study it, because if we're true believers, God will give us the desire to do just that. So instead of listening to somebody and saying, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'm just going to believe that. We need to see what they say and measure it to the word of God. There is no mention in this text about Lazarus becoming gay. There's no mention in this text about Lazarus uh, being somebody that he is not. It's, it's truly just showing God's divinity. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't read the scriptures and really study out what God has said. So we must be very careful to not give in and just lay all our cards out on the table and say, yes, I agree 100% with what you're saying. We must do the due diligence and study the scriptures. Now, I know what happens in a situation like this. Many people that are caught in this this agenda or or many people that may be homosexual a lot of them will push back and say that you're a bigot you you just don't know how to read and interpret the scriptures you don't understand things and that, i get that but then there's also going to be people that profess to be christians that will hear something like this and they'll say no you don't understand we must love these people accept these people they're made in god's image and I would say absolutely they're made in God's image, but the fall distorted God's image. Sin came into the world. So there is sinfulness still that takes place in our world, and homosexuality is still a sin. There's nothing in the Bible that says homosexuality is not. As a matter of fact, we see it in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, along with the other host of sins. So a lot of people will push back and say, well, you're just kind of old school. You're, you're a bigot. You're not caught up with the times, and that's the thing is the Bible never changes. Praise God for that. People do. 
So the word of God never changes. So all of this teaching and all of these false teachings and doctrines that come out of different churches are a result of people changing their thinking instead of renewing their mind and conforming to the scriptures and doing what the scriptures say and studying the scriptures. Because if we truly read and study the scriptures, then our mind will be renewed. Our way of thinking will be renewed. But if we really just take them at face value, we don't study them, we take somebody else's word for them, we try to fit the Bible into our own narrative, then that's where we can find trouble. And that's where we find the most biblical illiterate people because they don't take the time to do what God has called us to do and study and test the spirits. So I want to make it clear on this episode that in no way, shape or form is Jesus condoning homosexuality. He is not condoning that lifestyle. He is not pushing that agenda. He is not telling all of you gay people to come out and be who you are and, and live the way that you want to live. That is not even close to this what this passage is speaking of. So let it be known that this is a lie from Reverend Brandon, and this is not the true gospel. This is not biblical Christianity. This is progressive Christianity, which I believe is not a Christianity at all. I believe they lack a saving faith and have not been changed by the grace of God. I believe these are people that want to be, that uh, seek to be. Uh, but like in the book Pilgrim's Progress, there is a long, narrow, uh, upward climb for Christian, if you've ever seen read the book. And then there's others that came over a gate and they, they came in on their own accord and they, they went their own way. Uh, this is, this is, these are people that have jumped the gate. They're, they haven't come in under the direction of the true Lord of the Bible. These people have jumped the gate. They're trying to get to heaven on their own, and they're making up their own agendas and making the scriptures fit their narrative as they go. And unless they truly repent of their sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, their end is destruction. Now, that takes me into my second thought when it comes to Pride Month and LGBTQ and, and, and gays and homosexuals and, and things like that. We live in this world where we constantly want to make fun of almost and really come across as hateful because we really make these memes on social media and, and, and we talk about homosexuals and how it's an abomination and how we hate Pride Month and we hate having these things shoved down our throat. But I want to challenge you, if that's you. Then, and I know that some of you may be listening and you may disagree with me on this. And again, if you've listened, that's fine. You can disagree with me. But I want to challenge you, true believers, that if you really care about people, if you say you love those that are in the LGBTQ wrapped up in that framework in any sort of way, if you truly love them, let's stop making spicy memes about them. Let's stop saying things about them, and let's start truly praying for them. Let's truly pray that God would change their hearts. Let's truly pray that God would give us opportunities to encounter those that are homosexual so we could hopefully present the gospel. They may not be saved, but they will hear the gospel, and we, have, we will have done what we are called to do in that, and we let the Lord do what he wills. I would say let's stop pushing this kind of borderline hatefulness towards the LGBTQ people, and let's truly start loving them the way that we are too from a biblical perspective, and that is to pray that God would change their hearts, to preach the gospel to them, because the most loving thing that we can do is tell them the truth, and the truth is that apart from repentance and faith, 
they're going to go to hell and they're 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 going to be receiving the full wrath of God for all of eternity. So we get caught up online and, and laughing at and sharing and, and and making fun of almost the, the the people that would profess to be homosexual. And I wonder how many how much of more time is spent in prayer for them in prayer that God would change their hearts. I fear that we would do more of laughing at and sharing memes than we do praying for God to change them, to save them, and for them to hear the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So just as we would get irate and upset and mad, and and as we should for uh, Reverend Brandon twisting the scriptures as he has, we should let that drive us to really pray and pursue those in this agenda that are in this lifestyle and teach them the true word of God, teach them the true gospel. He has got a whole lot of TikTok videos that really are progressive in their way of thinking, and they really are bad. If you thought that one was bad, there's a whole lot more that are even worse. But I'm not going to let that drive me to hate this man or make fun of this man I'm going to pray that God truly change his heart one day. And we would see this man making TikToks about who he once was and who he is in Christ Jesus now. So I want to encourage you all and challenge you all to do the same thing, to not give in to the culture's way of thinking about homosexuals and not see it as uh, not be hateful toward them. I know one of the biggest groups that historically has been just hateful as Westboro Baptist Church. I don't even know if they're still a thing anymore, but they have been some of the most hateful people, especially towards homosexuals. And I can't help but think that that hatefulness can't translate into a loving tenderness and gentleness and firmness that really pushes the gospel in hopes of seeing some of those people saved. Now, I am in no way, shape, or form saying we condone their sin, that we accept them, accept that sin, and just tell them it's okay and coddle them in that sin. Just as I wouldn't say it's okay for a man to continually to cheat on his wife or uh, for someone to continually consume alcohol and be an alcoholic or uh, for someone to uh, cheat at their work in a business deal or whatever the case may be, I would not let that happen either. I would not condone that lifestyle, nor would I condone the homosexual lifestyle. So just as we would treat someone that may be caught up in a shady business deal that may be um, making money in, a, in an unjust way or somebody that is an alcoholic, we would want to treat those that are homosexuals and profess to be that or even those that would not be homosexual, but agree with that lifestyle and agenda, we would want to make sure we treat them the same way. We don't really make spicy memes about alcoholics. We don't make spicy memes about uh, people that cheat on their husbands or wives. We just don't see that in our culture. What we do see, especially during this month of June and Pride Month, we see a lot of spicy memes about gay people. So I want to encourage you and challenge you to think more about praying for them preaching the true gospel, teaching the true word of God. And if you encounter or engage one of these people online, like Reverend Brandon, do so in a respectful way. Do so with a, with a, a way that can promote dialogue and healthy dialogue and healthy conversation that would push the conversation towards the cross, because that's what they are going to need. They're never going to believe that homosexuality is a sin and is wrong 
until they are truly saved and they find themselves at the cross. Their hearts are still darkened. They're still dead in their sin. So all of our conversations, all of our dialogue must be pushed back towards the cross because it's there and the blood that was shed on the cross and the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ that is going to make the difference in somebody's life because they must believe that and repent and turn from their sin and and make and declare the Lord uh, the Lord of their life and really just uh, have faith before they can ever truly understand anything outside of that and believe anything outside of that. So let your conversations be directed to the cross. Make it be the gospel. Push it back to the gospel every time. We need to engage with this. It is a growing concern. It is happening all over the, the place in America. These churches are popping up with rainbow-colored flags, the transgender flag, and the newest flag they just put out. Churches are putting these on their uh, walls. They're putting them outside for the world to see. We need to be a people that is truly concerned and care for those that are in the homosexual lifestyle and pray for them, love them, care for them, pray that God would change their hearts. Don't condone the lifestyle. Don't accept the lifestyle, but truly reach out in love because hearing the true gospel of Jesus Christ is the most loving thing that we can do. Again, just to sum up today, test the spirits. Don't let anybody tell you anything the Bible says without you testing it yourself. See what God has said not what we want it to say, not what somebody else wants it to say. What Reverend Brandon has said in our episode today, wrong, unbiblical, wrong. What he has said is even sin. That is not what the raising of Lazarus is about. It's not, not about calling him out as being gay, letting him come out of the proverbial closet. It's about the divinity of Christ and him showing that he is the true son of God before he goes off and dies for the sins of many. And the second thing I would say as a recap, pray for and preach the gospel to those that are in this agenda or push this agenda or agree with those lifestyles. Preach the true gospel. Love them enough to do so. Stop making spicy memes and laughing at them and really get on your knees in prayer for these people, just as you would somebody that's called in any other sin. So I hope those things have been helpful for you today. I'd love to hear your comments. I thank you for listening. And uh, as always, until next time, I hope you enjoy your day, your weekend, your week, whatever the case may be. And until next time, God bless.